Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Standard Humans Podcast. Hello. Come in. I'm still here. Oh, no way. Really? <laughs> I thought you quit. A special episode today, partly because we Ooh. assigned homework Ooh. last time, and partly because we're yeah, not true. in the same place now. We're not recording this together. Depending on the quality of these, these different mics, you may or may not be able to tell. Who's Maybe. to say? There's also the quality of the internet connection that we both have. I'm hoping that they both hold up. Mine's like like 6 out of 10. It's yeah. pretty good. Mine goes from uh, 0 to 6 out of 10. It kind of fades back and forth. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be okay. Mine's perfectly fine if you have less than 5 people on it. But the moment you have 5 people, it just works for nobody. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, I'm just actually getting a speed of uh, between 2 and 3 megabytes per second right now. So I'll, I'll check mine. Hopefully it it holds up <laughs> and doesn't go below like one like it sometimes does. Mine's running at 95 megabits per Holy second. shit. Okay. <laughs> what a flex. All right. That's nice. That is very nice. Oh, no, sorry. 81. Okay. No, 81. no. It's, it's 81. Still incredible. Yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to flex on everyone here, but. I, I really <laughs> don't enjoy not having access to the router, but oh well. Oh, really? Yeah, because... That is is unfortunate. I live in a basement apartment, and I just use my landlord's Wi-Fi. So it's up on, like, the third floor, and we can only, like, just get (laughs) access to it at, like, certain ends of the house. Oh, no. Like, there's one end that's just an internet dead zone. So that's that's (laughs) fun. Hopefully it's not the toilet area. No, no, it's not, actually. That's it. That area is fine. Yeah. Not having access to internet on the toilet would be just no-go. Yeah, that's about one of the most uncivilized things I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) What, me or not having internet when you're you're taking a poop? Uh, To be honest, both. Just you, just the constant stream of consciousness from you and not having internet, they're kind of equal. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, That's pretty cool. But anyway. So, last. Next subject. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> on to the content. So to recap for everyone, just really quickly, at the end of the last episode, we set some homework, and that was to create yes. a bucket list with a top five things that you want to do by the end of your life, such that if you look back at the end of your life, you can feel like you accomplished something, like it was a good life worth living. How did you find doing that? Was that something that came relatively easy? Like, I find it pretty easy, to be honest. I've got six things. Okay. Um, that I don't know if you have more or less, but it's just sort of like, because it's it wasn't anything new. Like, all these things I've thought of before, uh, like, these are all things that I've been like, man, I want to do that sometime. So what, I just took all those things and added them together. Hmm. Okay. So it was pretty easy because it was like, it wasn't like make up new stuff. It was just what is usually on your mind in a given day that you're like, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think that's kind of a lot of the stuff I ended up with. But I, I went through a little bit of mental gymnastics to try and get there just because I was like, man, this is really crazy. If I only had five top things, what would it be? Everything. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. hard to go through. Because I find that usually when people talk about bu- bucket lists, it's a lot of just like, uh, I want to travel to this place and do this things just because they generally kind of sound cool. But then I mm. made the challenge a little bit more almost meaningful than that. It's like, oh, shit. Now I have to actually think about this. So. Yeah, most of mine are travel, but not all. Okay. I do have one travel. <laughs> but all of mine oh, okay. are a little bit different than the others. Yeah. So the way mm. the way I kind of went about it was, I, w- I decided to start with a question that was both a little bit more meaningful and a little bit more vague, which is like, how do I want to be? Mm. So because I couldn't decide, there's so many different yeah. things that if I just created a list of things that I wanted to do just in itself, I feel like I could switch out most of things, and it wouldn't really change or like you wouldn't really lose much, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. travel to this place, I could just replace it with another place and it'd be fine. So I started with that question and I came oh, okay. up with a couple things 
Like, uh, I want to be relatively relaxed or content, relatively uh, creatively fulfilled or engaged with what I'm doing. And then kind of athletic or in decent health. I figure mm. if I can get oh, those yeah. things, that would be a decent I mean, person. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're already in decent health. Yeah, relatively good, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I can't see. Maybe you have, maybe you have no arms or legs, but... For all I can see, that might be true. It might have been a rough week. Yeah, that's my goal in trying to be athletic is to grow back my limbs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What? I mean, same, to be honest. All you can see is my left arm. So That's fair. Yeah, I, I can't tell if you have legs or not. You might be like some kind of PewDiePie up in here without legs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You got yeah. me. So, yeah, I, I kind of um, started with those, yes. those goals and then chose five... Uh, goals or activities or whatnot that I think would add up together to fulfill those categories pretty well or those qualities. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So that was yeah. kind of my. Thing. Mine are mostly that I I didn't I didn't quite perceive it that way. I perceived it as like things to do because, for instance, like 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 fitness and fulfillment and stuff didn't really like it, I didn't think of that because. I, I I think of like a bucket list as like something you can like check off. Yeah, yeah. So there, I don't like you won't like wake wake up one day and be like, I am fit. I am now fit. Yeah. No, I actually or did like, make a list of like actual goals. That makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. if I want to run this fast, I want to lift this much. Or something. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I didn't think of that, but that would probably be interesting. Probably I also didn't think about of that because I think most of these I'm gonna do when I'm a bit older. So like, uh, okay, I'll probably be past my. Uh, past my athletic prime then anyway because i'll need to have money oh interesting for the most part (laughs) or at least well not that much money but at least a little bit well i mean you can still be and not for all of them once you have money i mean some people are definitely in their in their prime in like later in life but keanu Reeves is in his 50s right well he's he's immortal doesn't count ah fair enough yeah that's true he's he's just a celestial being that explains so much. So shall we? Shall we go so through guess, the list? Sure. Let's. Well, let's talk about sort of travely stuff first. Okay. All right. Maybe like one or two locations we've put on here. Um, right. Because mine, I, I can sort mine into a few different things. Oh, how actually have you organized yours? I think I organized mine a little bit differently than you did. Okay. Well, mine are. Like, I just put things I wanted, but now that looking at them, they can be organized into, like, three or four categories of really travel to these places. Some are travel to places and do this very specific thing there. Uh, And some are just, like, do this activity or learn this thing. Yeah, okay, because I organize mine. I have, like, a top five list of things that are... Probably a little bit more on the vague side than I usually have for a general goal. And those are my top five things that, like, if in any way I've fulfilled them, and I've numbered them, like, one to five, like, most important to least important. And then I also made an extended list of just other stuff where I have, like, another 15 things. And there's things like, I want to visit this place or learn this thing. Um, Yeah. Okay. So it's, like, somewhat similar, but... Not at all the same. But yeah, we can go through and do the places first if you want. Okay, cool. I put um, two places to just travel to, sort of. One of my first one is very vague. My first one says visit all continents, which should be easy except for Antarctica. I mean, I guess you can. There's cruises, right? But there are cruises. But I mean, I just sort of want to go to all continents just for thinking more or less I've been like everywhere in the world. There, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot to do in Antarctica besides like look at penguins. <laughs> look at penguins get eaten by elephant seals. Yeah. Okay, why don't you say your first, your first uh, place you'd like to travel to? Well, I guess first one that was actually part of my top five things to do is a little bit vague, kind of like what you said. It's uh, to live in a non-North American country long term. So at least like six months to a year. So not just like visit, like actually like live there, work there for a while. Really get the experience. (laughs) Well, you've kind of done that. That's true. But do it again. Being in kindergarten and Uh, not remembering (laughs) the vast majority of it. I don't think that counts. 
to be honest, that um that goal of like living in a non North American country for like at least six months to a year, that I would also quite like to do. I think the just you know, to broaden your horizons, sort of see what... Because I've been to a lot of places that aren't in North America, but it's different going to them for like a week versus actually living there and seeing what it's like to live and not just playing a tourist. That's what I figure, yeah. You get a lot more of a sense of the differences and both the, and the similarities of the country. And I think I could probably do it pretty easily in Europe because I have the Irish citizenship, so I could live anywhere in the EU. That would work out pretty well, I think. Yeah, I have to hurry up and get my English one before they leave so I can do that. Yeah, get in before they close the doors. Who knows? That's supposed to happen soon, but maybe it'll be another decade. I don't know. Who, who even knows? Let's not talk yeah, about that. No, that's a whole <laughs> That's not what this podcast is no. about. Maybe another one. No, it won't be. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Brexit? <laughs> Anyways. To my second place yeah. visit is... um. The Amazon rainforest. Ooh, interesting. Why is that? Yeah, because it seems like such a cool place for just all, the crazy amount of biodiversity they have inside it. Also, the fact that it's like going away. So just like how I saw the Notre Dame before it burnt down, I want to see the Amazon before it maybe disappears, which is sad but true. Okay, is it actually like disappearing? I haven't heard much about it getting it's getting cut down but i mean it's so massive that i don't know if they would cut the whole thing down i have no idea or if they would have just be made to stop beforehand i don't really want to find out yeah i don't know <laughs> but, yeah so i want i want to go there because it's such a cool place with like the nature that it has mm-hmm. but also because it's like going away so i want to make a point of like actually going to see it before it goes away okay yeah no that makes sense yeah, I've already seen a rainforest, and I've already seen a coral reef. Oh, where so were coral it? reef isn't on where it. Where were those? But uh, Tobago. Ah, okay. Yeah, cool. Fun story about going to Tobago when we were in the rainforest. Yep. Hyde, who he was a local from the area. Yep. And he was just showing us around, and tree that has like a ton of termites on it. Mm-hmm. They're like they're pretty small ones. They're like the size of like. A little smaller than an ant. Okay. And he's like, you know, these are actually really good for you to eat. They keep you young. I'm actually like 85 years old. He was joking, obviously. But everyone's like, oh, ha, ha, And then he, he picks one off the tree alive and just eats it. Okay. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so then me and my mom tried it too. Okay. And it tasted, it did taste like carrots. Oh. Interesting. All right. Yeah. It was not bad. Cool. I can't tell if he was just messing with us, but it was not bad, and I didn't die. So. Oh well, that's that sounds like it's all pretty good then. Interesting experience. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't know what to say mm-hmm. about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing that has occurred in my life. Nice. All right. So yeah, I guess I did have a bunch right. more uh, on my list that I guess I'll go through now on the extended list. Yeah. So it was. Uh, Firstly, to see the northern lights in the snow. So either like uh, Scandinavia or Canada, I think. That'd be like really cool to do. Gotta go Canada. Yeah, probably. Though I want to go visit Scandinavia <laughs> at some point. Any one of them. That would be cool. Yeah, sounds like a cool place. And then to see a solar no. eclipse. It's another one. Yeah. Because also, that seems like something that's worth experiencing. That would be. Well, when is that? Uh, I don't know, actually. Let me try and look that I'm up. I'm on it. Yeah, let me look up uh, in Canada. There we go. April 8th, 2024. Ooh. Whereabouts is it in Canada? It, well, it looks like the path of totality cuts through... It cuts through Toronto. Ooh. Okay. Like It's like south uh, southeast Toronto. Southeast. Okay. All right. But, so, yeah. Also, Fredericton. Cool. Mm-hmm. Have to. So if you're in Indianapolis, Cleveland, Buffalo, Toronto, Sherbrooke, Fredericton, and St. John's, there you go. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That's mm-hmm. actually pretty I'll, soon. I'll have to come to Toronto for that. That sounds very cool. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's five years. All right. Less than five years. Sounds like a plan. 
All right, I've got that sorted. Yeah, solar eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reaching on, on the, the 8th of April, 2024. Keep that in mind. Do it. I'll add it to my calendar after this. Yeah, like I'm never going to mention it again. I'm just going to show up Show up on April 8th, 2024. <laughs> cool. All right, sounds good. And then my couple of other ones were to visit the top of uh, Machu Picchu or go along the Inca Trail. Oh, yeah. Cause that sounds... That's in Peru, right? Yeah, I believe so. I haven't actually really looked into it, but it sounds cool. Okay. And then uh, visit a Buddhist monastery. I'm doing that in about a week. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're going off to uh, <laughs> Korea, right? Korea and Bangkok, Thailand. Ah, okay. Cool. Where are you, where are you yeah. going to see the We're monastery? We're doing it in both, both countries. Oh, okay. Uh, we're seeing some in Bangkok, some in Seoul, or some like outside Seoul. Okay. Well, they're not in so in Korea. It's just a temple. It's not a monastery. Okay. Did you know, uh, outside Perth, mm-hmm. like just outside Perth, literally one hour's drive from Bridlewood, okay, there is this a is Buddhist in monastery. Ontario, Canada. For anyone who's thinking we're talking about like Australia. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, or Scotland, not Australia or Scotland. Okay. This is Perth, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, right outside it, there's a, a Buddhist monastery. Oh. Okay. What do you actually mm. do in a Buddhist monastery? Is it just yeah. a bunch of monks meditating? It's, it's just where monks live. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah like that kind of. Not sure what they do. Or what do you do when you visit it? I've never visited. Oh. I'm not sure. So you see what happens when you get there, kind of. Yeah. Interesting. I'll uh, I'll be able to tell you in a, in a little bit in a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Maybe on the next episode of Standard Humans. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll talk about going to Asia. Yeah. Ooh, actually, that that would be interesting. That would be quite interesting. Yeah, that actually sounds like a pretty good plan. It would be more interesting if I could speak either of the languages. Probably, yeah. But, but oh, well, English is a pretty good substitute. Yeah. And those are, so you've got three three travel locations. And then the I also list. just threw in going on an African safari and visiting Easter Island on the extended list there. Easter Island. Man, I, I have no idea why or what else you do there other than look at the giant heads, but... Man, <laughs> sounds good. Those are some cool giant heads. Exactly, yeah. Isn't it like in the middle of the Pacific Ocean? Yep. It's about as far All from right, anything else cool. as you can get, I think, yeah. Yeah. So that would be just purely to do it, to see the heads. Mm. Yeah. So I, know. I know that um, in genetics class, speaking of like isolated islands, yeah. we learned about this island that's the most isolated settled island ever. Which was, it was like in the middle of the Atlantic mm-hmm. between like South Africa and Chile, like directly in the middle. Oh, okay. There were like a couple hundred people who lived there in, I think it was like the 60s or 70s. Okay. Uh, just because there was this one really charismatic dude who was like the leader and brought them there. And then once he died, they all just left. <laughs> okay. Because. Why would you be there? Yeah, because like. Yeah, why would you be there? I don't understand. Like, why would you want to live on an isolated island on a volcano? I have no idea. So it's erupting. What do you do? Yeah. Why did that one guy want to move there? Do you know? Oh. Just for the sake of it? All right, cool. All I know is that most of the inhabitants had asthma because the original inhabitants had asthma. And so they, like, genetically passed it down. Wow. Okay. So it's something like over 50%. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's an yeah. asthma land. It's just a very, uh, very weird place to be. Sounds like yeah, it's a country of people who can't run. Yeah. yeah. So that completes your your travel list. Yeah, that's all the travel things I have down at the moment. I think that those okay. those kind of sum up a lot of the things and a lot of the places in the world. I think that just about equals your um, visit every continent list. Pretty much. Yeah. Just about. Oh, it was called uh, it was called Tristan da Cunha. Is the Asthma Island. Oh, okay. I believe. Poor Tristan. Tristan Dakota. Maybe maybe the man was called Tristan? Probably. Who's to say? I don't know. Oh, no, it was in the 60s. Yeah, it was in the 60s. When, um... Oh, that they went? Yeah, that they went. Oh, okay. I was imagining some like so ancient like South American tribe just heading out on boats. Like an old some Pol- Polynesian dude just leading a bunch of people on their boats. I think there were Europeans. Oh, okay. 
That's no, it was settled funny. in the 1800s. It was, it was settled in the 1800s and then left in the 60s. Oh, okay. Uh, and they're, yeah, they're all Brits. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> because why not? Why would a bunch of asthmatic Brits not go live in the middle of the Atlantic? <laughs> Anyways, moving on from there, what, what other categories do you have on your, on your list? So I've got travel, which we've covered. I've got an activity okay. to do, and I've got a place that you go to and do a very specific activity. Oh, okay. So I'll save that for last because that's probably the most interesting. Ooh, all right. The place with the activity. I am intrigued. Yeah. So let's talk about like activities or like things you want to learn. Okay. Sort of thing. Like, hmm. yeah. So this would be like your fitness, your learning, your random things you want to be able to do. Okay. All right. Yeah, sure. The first one I've got on this list is be fluent in five languages. Ooh, okay. Do you know what those languages are? Because, well, I know what three of them are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm fluent in English and French, and I'm halfway there in Spanish. Yeah. That, uh, the other two, I don't know. The other two would have to be something that, like, I want to learn something that it doesn't make any sense for me to learn. Okay. Like some really specific, like, something. Yeah. Where people would be like, oh, why do you know that? And I'd just be like, I don't know. I just wanted to learn it. <laughs> but I was, I was just saying, learning languages, I would like to do a lot of it. I guess I should say at least five. Okay. Because I like the idea of being able to talk to like more people in the world. Because if you can speak in their own language, then it's a lot easier to like, like have, just have better communication, I guess, than if it's like a translation. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Just being able to communicate with more people in the world. Mm -hmm. How about you? So you said the categories like activities, right? Or things to learn? Like something you want to learn or be able to do. I suppose these two don't count. So I'll go to the one at the bottom of my top five list. Number five was to learn a martial art of some kind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I think that really fulfills the the athletic um, quality hmm. that I talked about earlier be in relatively good health and it sounds really cool yeah mm -hmm. I agree yeah so I think that it is you've never have you ever done one yeah I did like a year of taekwondo in grade one and that's that's about it uh, okay so I'm sure I'll pick it up pretty yeah, I mean it's grade one but it's still a year yeah yeah, yeah. I'm ready to Dude, unleash very good. my talent on the world yeah it is a very good combination of it is a good combination of uh, like fitness as well as like it's very mental and like cognitive too. Yeah, exactly. That's what I figured. So it would have a really good effect on me physically and mentally. Yeah. yeah. Some are a lot more ritualistic and cognitive than they are physical. Some are a lot more physical than they are like cognitive. And Do you have any examples of both that, of those? Like I would say I, like I've done... Muay Thai, Taekwondo, and I don't know if you'd count wrestling. Sure. If it, it wasn't like jujitsu uh, or anything, yeah. it was just straight up wrestling in um, high school, for all of high school. But for obviously wrestling, because it was just a sports team, mm -hmm. yeah, was it was physical and technique based. So even if you weren't like, I would spar with guys who would be like, some of them I would spar with them. They'd be like three weight classes below me, okay. but it was still pretty even because they were like, they, they had a lot more experience and they like knew the, how to get around it. Oh, okay. And then when I was like, when I was like three, four years experience, I would spar with this one guy had like at least 50 pounds on me, mm -hmm. but it was, he, he didn't, he didn't know any technique yet. Oh, okay. So he, it, it was still like relatively easy to like get around. Okay. Yeah. So that is that is a good part. It's not just like if you get bigger and stronger, you're just better. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of technique to it. But that's pretty much for all martial arts. I would say the the most physical based one that I've done was Muay Thai. Okay. Because that's basically just kickboxing. Okay, yeah. But you can also throw elbows and knees. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the the way we did that was each class was the first hour was just working out with like let's say twenty minutes of jump rope. And then the rest being like push-ups and sit-ups and squats and whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the second half was just like punching bag, 
and kicking drills on like the on the gloves. Yeah, yeah, working with the pads, that sort of yeah. thing. Maybe some sparring. Mm-hmm. So, but so all of it was like at least somewhat physically based. Okay, yeah. I did a relatively like I guess you'd say like traditional based taekwondo. Okay, where it was. It was certainly physical because you had to work on a lot of your flexibility and your specific kicks and stuff. But a lot of it was just based uh, in like doing your forms, which is just like if you in karate your katas, you know. Okay. No, I, I don't know, but where it's sure. just like pre pre <laughs> oh, okay, just like pre choreographed uh, sequences of like punches and kicks oh, and blocks okay. and stuff. Yeah. So there, that was more just like learning a choreographed dance almost. Okay than physical training okay but yeah i I would say the rank was like most physical that i've done was the muay thai the least physical was just like if you get like into the more traditional stuff okay then it's a lot more about technique and uh mental focus than it is about Hmm. oh and like flexibility and stuff than it is about like building your muscles and building your cardio interesting okay that's good to know Yeah. yeah Of course, there's always exceptions. Yeah, that's so. true. I'm sure you can practice it different ways. Yeah. Like some some Taekwondo, if you go to a less traditional place, is like all about the fitness. Hmm. Okay. So it really it really depends. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah what was uh, your next mm-hmm. one? Yeah, my next activity that I wanted to do was scuba dive. Ooh. I also have scuba dive. Because, oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Very interesting. Yeah. The reason for that was because I was thinking I want to do some big crazy thing like, you know, you're bungee jumping, you're skydiving, but I don't particularly care about those because that's just like doing a big scary thing and then surviving the experience is the whole bit. Okay. But with scuba diving, it's like just as dangerous probably, in my opinion, as someone who's never done any of those (laughs) because, you know, you're going underwater and you're... You can get the bends. Oh, no. Uh, but there's actually, like, a reason to do it. Oh, yeah? Other than just for the thrill. How's that? Because you get to see all these... Well, you get to see all these crazy things underwater. Like, all these animals and so, corals yeah. and stuff like that. That And you're just, like, in a place where you could never normally go, which is mm. just underwater. That's true. Yeah. And I find that really interesting. Okay, yeah, I kind of see what you mean. I have mm. both that and skydiving actually on my extended list of things. Oh, yeah? Things I kind of put them together as something I both I saw as very similar, but I kind of see what you mean that mm-hmm. you get to see a little bit more. Because it, it, yeah, it isn't like in skydiving, you're like skydiving through a flock of rare birds. <laughs> because yeah, that you know you don't you don't. I mean, you see. Like, you see the same stuff skydiving as you do in a plane, I guess. Obviously, it's a completely different experience. <laughs> yeah, it's a very different direction. <laughs> the, yeah, the way I see it in scuba diving, there's more actually there. Yeah, scuba diving might be more comparable to, like, paragliding or something. Yeah, actually flying probably. around for a bit. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd agree with that. Okay. Yeah, because it's more so about the nature and seeing things than just the thrill. Yeah the thrill i guess you could you could compare compare scuba di- uh, compare skydiving to like getting locked in a box at the bottom of a river and then escaping <laughs> I, I guess so yeah uh, that'll yeah. be an adrenaline rush yeah <laughs> that's on my bucket list get locked in a box in the bottom of a river and then escape okay there you go um so that, that that's that's all my activities okay. that I want to do learn a language and go scuba diving. Okay. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I think I have a few other things on here that would count as activities. I want to try and run a marathon at some point, like a full one. Oh. Yeah. You should. My thought as well. And I have. <laughs> oh my goodness, a full one? Dude, crazy. Yes. One day I'm going to get there. I'm going to do it uh yeah uh, like i didn't train as much as i should have okay which like i completed it yeah i had to walk obviously because it's 42 kilometers yeah it's a little ways um, a little ways of a little bit of a jaunt yeah but i find that probably training more would have just been most helpful in like the following couple days not being 
incredibly sore and hungry. Probably, actually, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because I wore I wore a Garmin when I did it, okay. and during running the, that like forty two kilometers, I burnt about two thousand one hundred calories. How long was it? Which is how long was the race? Like forty two kilometers. No, like time wise, I mean three hours forty five. Okay, I did about. Yeah, that's that's quite a bit of calories. Yeah, I'm supposed R- to do like running for three thousand in a day, so that's that's a lot. <laughs> In four hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, whew. and so then, so I basically doubled my daily calories that day. Okay. Like 5,000 calories, 6,000 calories. Because <laughs> I was so hungry afterwards. It was ridiculous. Well, I wasn't hungry. I wasn't that hungry afterwards. I had like a, a bagel and a banana and a chocolate milk yeah. that I had at the free thing. I'm like, oh, that's okay, I'm all right. Yeah. Then I went home and went to sleep and woke up and I was like, ah. I shall consume the world. Yeah, I felt like Kirby. Wow, yeah, actually, pretty much. Sounds like it. Yeah. All right, so yeah, mm-hmm. that's one of the things they do. And then- that's a very interesting one. And that, one's, that one is very achievable, I find. Yeah, because, exactly. like, just wanting to complete a marathon, if you're relatively fit, you can do it. Yeah. You might have to stop and walk. But you can You probably will have to stop and yeah, walk probably. unless you're some kind of a superhuman. But... <laughs> but you can you can still complete it, mm-hmm. even even if you walked the whole thing, you could still complete it. It would just take a really long time. This is true. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point. The I think like sometimes you should probably when you're making a bucket list, I think it should be a combination of like short and long term things, so you can actually like mm-hmm. get some of the stuff done and feel like you're accomplishing something like sooner rather than oh, later. Oh, true. So it's not just all for like when you're retired or something yeah exactly try and get some of the stuff done enjoy enjoy your life a little bit sooner yeah exactly i would say i would say mine are like probably i know at least two of them i could definitely do now which would be just learn languages Mm -hmm. and go scuba diving Mm -hmm. i could do that anytime pretty much yeah pretty much actually yeah, mm-hmm. you don't need that much to like go scuba scuba diving or skydiving. I don't think. I'm not actually sure how much it costs, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and you have to get like a license first for scuba diving, right? I think it's just a quick lesson if you're doing like just some basic stuff at a semi-legit place in a foreign country. <laughs> <laughs> in a foreign country, there you go. That's that's the key. Yeah, somewhere with a little bit less, uh, more lax training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my. Uh... My father's cousin actually yeah. has a a pretty spooky story. It's not actually spooky; it's pretty funny. But okay. Of when he was first going out with his, I think it was when he was first going out with his now wife. Okay. Um, she for like they were going somewhere, and so for a surprise, she bought them a scuba diving experience. Okay. And but he hadn't told her that. Up to that point, he'd never told her that he can't swim. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So, okay. I don't think they ended up going, but I think that made for a little bit of an uncomfortable exchange. Probably. Because yeah. I don't know if they were refundable. Oof. That's not good. Yeah. That's very not good. Yeah. So, yeah, before no. the lesson, could you teach me how to swim just in general? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not... I'm not aware of how to do this, but you know, other than that barrier, I'm totally down. Like I'm up for it. So this water stuff, how do, how does it work? <laughs> yeah, and this not falling to the bottom of the ocean. How do you do that? <laughs> no, no, you're supposed to do that. The key is coming back up again afterwards. Oh, it's true. Yeah. So this coming back up. How do you? Yeah, do that? <laughs> yeah. He's already got the falling down. Just down pat. That's fine. It's the first. You're already halfway there at that point. Well, I mean, no, you can successfully scuba dive if you can't swim because you'll just fall to the bottom and breathe and you're like, okay, but then you're just stuck there. So you can't successfully live after that, mm-hmm. but you can successfully scuba dive. Unless you go down in like one of those cages or something, then you can just shark get back cage? in and they'll like drag you back up. Yeah, let's do a shark cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. work. That would work. You don't need to swim for that. That seems that is absolutely not on my bucket list, by the way. Yeah, no, me neither. Going in a shark cage? Yeah. I don't understand why anyone would do that. Just to film Shark Week, right? I don't know. Pretty much. Do people yeah, actually do like that? It's like a tourist thing. Oh, sh- 
Okay. People do it for fun. And I'm like, why? I don't. <laughs> Let me just simulate getting attacked by sharks <laughs> for fun. Yeah, okay. So I can see people getting into that in like VR or something. That'd be interesting. Like a shark cage simulator. Oh, yeah, sure. But like actually doing it. That would be cool. Yeah, that would actually be very cool. No, thank you. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, we're going through activities. What else do I have here that's an activity? Ooh, yeah. Uh, mm. One of mine on the extended list, too, was speak in front of at least a 1,000 people. Wow. Yeah. Get some real good that's... public speaking going. Where would you find this 1,000 people? I have no idea. This This isn't thought out farther than that. But just to have something. TEDx talk. Ooh. Yeah, actually. <laughs> just do a TEDx talk on why you shouldn't go scuba di- or why you shouldn't go in a shark tank ever. That would work. I'm sure a thousand people would be there to <laughs> listen to that. So this is why. No, do an onion talk. <laughs> is that Have a thing? No, I haven't. I've never heard of that. Oh, they're so funny. They're sounds... just the onion spoofing TED talks. Yeah. And it's like, so yeah. here to talk about this big rock I found. <laughs> okay. Isn't, isn't that the biggest rock you've ever seen? <laughs> I thought so too, until I found this bigger rock. <laughs> I want to be the person who finds the world's biggest rock. That sounds incredible. Okay, I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah, later. No, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the Onion Spoof Vice too? No, I haven't. Oh, it's so funny. There's this one, it's like in this peaceful Peruvian town, what if spontaneous war just broke out for absolutely no reason okay and it's just this guy going around like what would you do if gunmen broke into your home right now (laughs) and murdered your children by the way this is there's no risk of this there's absolutely there's no reason that this would ever happen but what would you do are you prepared (laughs) okay and it's like ah look at this quiet town can't you just imagine how terrible it would be if just it oh. broke into riots and gunfights. <laughs> There's no reason this would happen, but just spe- purely speculation. But just imagine. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'll give a speech about that. Yeah. What else? What were the other categories you said? Was is this the last one? Well, my last one I'm on now is um, go to a place and do a very specific thing there. Oh boy, what's the place? What's the thing? Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Ooh, there's two actually. Oh what? No the way. First- Bonus yeah. place, bonus <laughs> activity. Bonus bonus place and bonus thing in that bonus place. Give me that bonus thing. Well, the first one, it would be at the island of Shikoku in Japan. I think there's 88 Buddhist temples. Ah, yeah, the Buddhist one. On, yeah, the Buddhist trip. Yeah, on on this on this temp on this uh, island. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you can sign up to be a pilgrim because mm-hmm. it's a whole it's a whole pilgrimage thing. And what you do is you start out at this one on the far east side and you you can take a bus if you're like old or disabled or something, but a lot of people walk okay. uh, directly from each one, like from one to the next and get like the, the agency like gives you where you're staying and stuff mm-hmm. and you just sort of buy food along the way. Okay. But yeah, you literally walk around the entire perimeter of the island and so you walk to all of the 88 temples and... See them. Oh, and you ring the bell at them, I think. That's the thing you do. Okay. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that back in high school. And that still sounds really cool. Yeah. I I discovered it because I read a book where a journalist just did the pilgrimage. Mm -hmm. And even then, like, it, it wasn't even like I was just doing this pilgrimage and then it went wrong and this crazy thing happened. It was literally just like, hey, I just did the pilgrimage. Hmm. And uh, it was still very, very interesting. Okay. So there's also one like it that I guess would go on my bucket list that's in Spain. Okay. I forget what you call it, but it's basically the same sort of deal, but with uh, Catholic churches. Ooh, interesting. Literally just like, it's something Camino de, which is just like the path of, but so I guess I would also go on it. But just that sort of pilgrimage thing seems like a, a very cool time. Yeah, that would be an interesting thing to do. The idea of walking like a super far distance on like just your own two feet, I feel like you'd feel very fulfilled. Yeah, I think so. And going around, especially like it takes like a month or two, right? So yeah. just to take that time off to 
just go walk around this like beautiful island and see all these temples probably like meditate a bit i think that's what monks do mm-hmm. right? so yeah yeah i think i think it takes like three weeks three or weeks something, okay. usually yeah that'd be a really cool experience do you know how much it is yeah hmm well i'll do some sleuthing okay. here's a website that is entirely <laughs> dedicated to doing this pilgrimage okay. and how much it costs so uh, hotels and luxury ryokans are at the top, and it can easily cost $100 a night. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm going freaking cheap. Oh, okay. Zenconiado are free or very cheap accommodations specifically for pilgrims. These may be run by an individual or a community. Zero to $10 per night conversion from yen, okay. obviously. It would cost, a round trip would cost between one to $2,000. It looks like each meal would be between like ten to thirty dollars, and then a temple visit costs about. Okay, each each temple visit is around three dollars, but there's eighty eight of them, so that would Mm. cost about two hundred and sixty four dollars. Twelve hundred dollars, and I did the math for the food at like fifteen dollars a meal times three times twenty one days. That's nine forty five, so about a thousand dollars. Plus twelve hundred for flight, plus two sixty for the staying places or seeing the monasteries. So it's at least twenty five hundred monasteries. Okay. Probably more like three thousand. Round up to three thousand probably. Just to be safe. Hmm. That's yeah, that's not a pretty reasonable three weeks. Yeah, Yeah, true. Especially for three weeks living. That's not bad. Hmm. I'll keep that yeah, in mind. Good to know. So, what sort of do you have any sort of things like that on your list? Um, it's kind of what I had when I said go see the Northern Lights in the snow. I was kind of go to a place mm. and do a thing. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Go to Northern Canada or Scandinavia yeah. and see the Northern. And I think Lights. that just as a general rule, that's slightly more interesting mm. than just saying a place is to pick a thing to do in the place and then go do it. You can like imagine yourself there a little bit better. So it's yeah. probably a good thing to do. But I don't really have anything else so much. Interesting. I only have one other one that was like that. This, this is my last okay. um, activity I've got. This is my sixth one. Yeah. Uh, it's called, I think I've told you about it before as well. It's called the rickshaw round. Oh, that rings a bell. Yeah, I think you have a couple times, but I don't remember. What is it again? It's basically you just sign up. I can't find... Okay, it looks like it doesn't cost money to sign up. Yeah, it doesn't cost any money to sign up. But basically what you do is you just sign up for the rickshaw run and you get a 145cc three-reeled rickshaw and you drive from one corner of India to another. And I believe what you do is you have to take pictures at specific places. Okay. They give you like a list of places to stop at along the way. Right. And so a bunch of people are doing it at the same time as you. It's like a, a whole group thing. You're not traveling with them necessarily, but it's just like you all have a launch okay. at the same time. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be very cool. It's very yeah. cool. And on the website here, it says it costs $0 to get the rickshaw, £0 to sign up and everything. Okay. But you have to get insurance you have to get to India. Yeah. Uh, fuel should cost about 250 pounds, apparently. Food should cost between 50 to 500 pounds. Okay. Sleeping should cost about 50 to 3,000 pounds. That's quite a large <laughs> yeah. window. Uh, visas should cost about 100 pounds, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. Oh, and you do you have to give a vehicle deposit of 1,000 pounds, which you get back. Okay, fair enough. Uh, once you return yeah. your vehicle, it's in a in twenty nineteen. It's oh, it actually started. The launch okay. is tomorrow. Well, you, I think you can get there by then. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, they give a schedule here. It's the tenth of August. You do some test okay. driving. Apparently, in the evening there's a party. Very interesting. The eleventh of August, you do some more test driving. If you need it, the mechanics look over your vehicle and stuff. And then in the evening, there is a sports match hmm. with locals. Interesting. All right. There's also there's also a briefing about where you're going. And it says, so you have no doubt about the ridiculousness you're about to undertake. Good to know. That's good. Yeah. Make sure. Nice. 
And then the 12th of August is the launch, and the 25th of August okay. is the finish. So it takes almost exactly two Interesting. weeks. You drive from Fort Kochi in Kerala to Jaisalmer in Rajasthan. Sure. But yeah, so that seems, that seems yeah, like a very cool thing to do. That's a pretty good list of things. Got a bunch of activities and a bunch of places. Apparently the rickshaws Oof. are seven horsepower. I really like how they describe it as CCs, so it sounds like Mario Kart. 145cc, wow. That's yeah. almost 150cc. Oh, yeah. I mean, in Mario Kart, that's pretty fast. 150cc is the top, so. Holy. I'm reading the bottom of the website, and it says, part 10, the warning. Okay, All right. Let me just, just read this to you, and you can see how spooky it is. These are genuinely dangerous things to do. The website is written in a lighthearted fashion, but you cannot overestimate the risks involved in taking part in this adventure. Your chances of being seriously injured or dying as a result of taking part okay. are high. <laughs> Individuals who have taken part in past adventurists adventures okay. have, adventurists is the company have been permanently seriously disabled or even lost their life. This is not a glorified holiday. It's an unsupported adventure, and so by its very nature, extremely risky. You really are on your own, and you really are putting both your health and life at risk. This is what makes them adventures. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't think I'm going to be adding that one to my list anytime soon, but uh, you you go ahead. That's the first time I've yeah. come across that. That makes me uh, quite seriously second guess. <laughs> the fact that they said the chances of you getting seriously yeah. injured or dying are high. Wow. <laughs> they make it sound like at least half the people who go from the launch don't finish. You either win or <laughs> you die trying. Along the way. <laughs> it's how it works in the rickshaw. Wait, yeah, it's, it's like Mad Max basically mad max yeah i'm I'm just looking up i'm looking at how dangerous is the first one that comes up is how dangerous is toronto super dangerous not that dangerous but <laughs> that's funny okay here's one from the website called okay. adventureinyou.com that says why five reasons why the rickshaw run okay. in india is crazy <laughs> and it says uh we all need one chance in our life to do something absolutely outrageous completely brainless and ill-advised here's our top five reasons why the rickshaw run will be the most absurd adventure we've ever encountered <laughs> It's a piece of junk. <laughs> okay. Brickshaws break down. Okay. So you're just out in the middle of sweltering heat in the middle of nowhere, and uh, your rickshaw breaks and sounds very dangerous. It's full of bad roads. So there are tracks to bustling five-lane highways full of erratic drivers. They are not safe at all. In fact, India has the highest death rate from road accidents, and it is believed that someone in India dies in a road accident wow. every four right. seconds. The fourth one just says bandits. Okay. <laughs> Some parts of the country we will have to drive through are known areas of bandit activity. Well, there have never been any incidents on the rickshaw run. A team in last year's race did need a police escort to get through one particular town. Well, most of India is pretty sta- pretty safe. There are still some towns that we generally recommend to avoid. Okay, then. How do they get a police escort if there weren't any incidents with bandits? Why would... What? That's confusing. While there have never been any incidents on or on the rickshaw run, a team in last year's race did need a police escort to get through one particular town. I assume there was just some bandit activity going on already around there, and they didn't want to drive through by themselves. But, like, it's never happened to someone before in the race. Yeah. The last one just says rain and lots of it. Oh, we are doing this rickshaw run in monsoon season. The worst time of year we could possibly do this. But from what I understand, this website is affiliated with the rickshaw run, and you can sign up here. Okay, and then at the bottom it says, so why the hell are we doing this? Why would we risk our life and limb to spend two weeks driving every day in an extremely uncomfortable, unreliable vehicle? Well, like I say, we all need that one opportunity in life to push things just that little bit further. To step so far away from our comfort zone that we forget what the comfort zone even looked like. Sure. Yeah, no thank you. But like bandits. <laughs> that's a, that's a little like spooky. old western, ride up on a horse and steal your stuff yeah yeah Yeah, old west bandits that actually didn't make me that didn't intimidate me as much as the just the actual signing up website where it's just like chance of getting seriously injured or killed is high (laughs) if it said how many people die okay has anyone died on the rickshaw run apparently at the beginning they say statistically speaking one of you is going to end up in the hospital okay uh okay so one person per rickshaw run in the hospital isn't insane I mean, they are in just a very hot yeah, place, so true. you may just get heat stroke. Oh, <laughs> the, the, okay, the person who's yeah. the subject of this article, who's written it, 
he was the one who ended up going to the hospital. He was the one person on the rickshaw run. But it doesn't sound very dangerous at all. What happened was it was just like a badly built hotel bathroom with a glass shower door. And so the shower door was just too close to the cement wall. So he swung it open and it shattered and oh, just got glass on him. <laughs> like, ow. But also, yeah, I guess that so. could happen That's anywhere. <laughs> like, it, it sounds pretty, pretty terrible, but they have glass yeah, doors and usually. cement walls everywhere. So it just depends on the quality of place where you're staying. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, it's not as bad. Slightly reassuring as it sounded before. Still, yeah, you're not going to do it though. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so spooky. Your chance of dying is high. What? Yeah, they really make it seem like someone's dying like once Finishes a day. It. Yeah, <laughs> they're dropping like flies out here. You probably want <laughs> the reason you do it with two people per rickshaw is because one but of them the usually team's dies. Still got to finish, and we need our rickshaws back. And as you can see, the mm-hmm. tourists cannot take the heat. Wow. Only half of these rickshaws will come back yeah. with people. <laughs> the larger one dies. <laughs> you don't have anything that insane on your I, bucket list? I don't list. think so. No, not really. You should you should look around for something like that. Go climb like Mount Everest or something? Yes. <laughs> High chance of death or serious injury. Oh, yeah. People who climb Mount Everest now, I'm like, why? Oh, yeah? Why like, is that? I actually don't understand. Because, like, it's become so like incredibly commercialized but also yeah so many people die it's not yeah. even that rare of an experience anymore because yeah. so many people have done it but also yeah it's still just as dangerous apparently the place yeah. is just littered with bodies because they don't yeah. rot away because it's frozen yeah and if you've seen all the pictures and videos of people having to wait in line to go up to the top that's insane. Yeah, like a, that's so like weird. Pushing and shoving to try and get to the top. I think anybody just died waiting to get. The reason they're waiting in line is because yeah, they're all taking yeah, selfies yeah. and pictures up there. But then there's also lines on the way down as well. Because if you get uh, an inexperienced climber who takes a really long time, it it holds everyone up because there's only mm. what the two ways down, right? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah there's still like cool. avalanches and stuff. So I'm like, it doesn't yeah, sound like so it's for me, really. That's a bit bit too out there. I don't, it, yeah. it seems so silly nowadays. I don't know. Not not knocking anybody who yeah, wants exactly. to do it just for the love of mountain climbing. That's very cool. But anybody who does it just because like, oh man, I want to get a picture at the top of Mount Everest. Yeah. Like, uh, why? Yeah, and people like who actually love the mountaineering and are good at it, go for it, man. That's sick. Yeah, good on them. Just like to test on like the best mountain ever. Or Well, it's not even the best mountain ever. It's just the tallest like supposedly it's not you don't need the you don't really need any yeah. technical like mountaineering skills or knowledge to get up there if you're physically oh, yeah. fit, fit enough and go up the Nepal side it's pretty much you you can just walk up there huh. yeah like it's a little difficult at some parts and you have to like climb across a bridge or a ladder or whatever but it's oh i've seen i've seen uh, videos of that yeah but it's by no means the hardest climb in the world yeah, it's just a, a ladder spread across like a giant chasm. Oh my goodness, yeah. That's terrifying. Have you seen the video of the Sherpas putting the ladder there too? Because they have to do that no. every year. So ba- Every year? Yeah. So basically, they get like three ladders <laughs> and they tie them together with a rope, right? And then they just have to kind of uh-huh. let it drop down from one side and get to the other. And then with it lying there completely unsecured... One of them has to climb over this ladder that's just kind of hopefully oh. not going to slide off the snow and then get to the other side and like attach a proper bridge. And like they die regularly doing that. Yeah, apparently on May 9th, two Sherpa climbers just fell into the crevasse. Oh, no. Those poor Sherpas, man. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's also why it's not impressive because it's literally people's jobs to take other less experienced people up to the top. Yeah. Yeah, like, seems like I think they climb it what around thirty or forty times a season. It's incredibly dangerous, sure, but like, yeah, I find it much more impressive those people than people who just have a lot of money and are like, "Hey, I'm just gonna hire somebody to take me to the top of Mount Everest just because I want to go." Oh yeah, no, the Sherpas are significantly more impressive than anyone else. <laughs> Falling into crevasses and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's actually crazy. But yeah, that's I'm looking at that ladder. It's on like snow too. Yep. Yeah, it is. 
It's not like it's on like rocks. It's on like opposite sides of a crevasse where it's snow. Yeah, it's just snow. Yeah. in a place, yeah. Huh. Is it possible to like take a helicopter to the top of Mount Everest and just like get off, or would you just instantly get altitude sickness and get really sick? I'm not sure because they can't. There is a helicopter that can go up there. I know. Mm-hmm. But is it like pressurized and you can't get out? Uh, I don't actually know off the top of my head. Yeah, because you have to. You do have to get acclimatized, right? I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they just store it far enough up that you're like already acclimatized enough that it won't like bother you too much. That'd be my guess. Oh, it's coming from like already like a like a very tall city. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, I'm watching that video right now. Yeah. Of uh, people walking across the ladders, mm-hmm. and that is crazy. It's literally just three ladders tied together. And I love the the commentary on the video that I saw was like, yeah, this guy he's doing it, and he knows that it's very dangerous because last year the guy whose job he took died doing it this exact thing (laughs) oh yeah and it's like okay wow that'd be dangerous yeah that's that's how the jobs get turned over in the sherpa industry true you just die yeah and then every so often you live long enough to retire but like you either die a sherpa or live long enough to retire i mean that's kind of true for every job or you or you can just have a different job Oh, and apparently Sherpa is an ethnic group. So yeah, count me out. Yeah. No. I do love mountain climbing, though. I would like to climb, like, Kilimanjaro and stuff in my life. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, it would be cool to do that, but at the same time, that sort of thing sounds so bougie. And it would be, like, very weird to go to, like, relatively impoverished nations just with all your money just to do some random shit, like, climb a big mountain. I've always felt weird about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, it would be so cool to do. But I'm like... That that seems like you're like pretty odd. You're just this foreigner coming in and just like climbing a big mountain. Throwback to colonial times. Whoop whoop. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It, it seems like such a weird thing to do. Not entirely, because people come to you know Canada or America or whatnot all the time just to see shit like the CN Tower or like go see New York, Grand Canyon, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that's like I don't know. That's that's like part of the culture. It isn't just like, I guess it's not really. It is just stuff like seeing the Grand Canyon and stuff. I would I would assume they'd look at it the same way. It's like, oh, there's a local attraction. At least they're like spending money on hotels or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Probably. Maybe. It, it just seems like a, a very weird thing. I would, I'm like, I'm I've probably going to do it because I want to go so many places. Yeah. Like do that exact sort of thing. But it's still odd. Yeah, I know what you mean. It does feel a little weird. No, that, so that concludes both of our lists then? No, actually. I only got through like the bottom two of my five. Oh, really? Okay, so you'll have to go over those. And I'll just offer my little memes. Yeah, exactly. You, you can offer some commentary. What do, you, what do you think of all my stuff? All right, so it's been a little while since I spoke about how I structured my list. So I'll just go out for it real quick. It was the top five things that I thought would satisfy the qualities that I talked about earlier, being relatively relaxed or creatively fulfilled and athletic. So I already talked about the fourth one, which was live in the non-North American country long term. And the fifth one was uh, learn a martial art. Was running a marathon not one? No, that was kind of like I could have put that in there instead of the martial art, but the marathon was on just the extended list. Yeah, either of those would be good, though, or both, really. Honestly, that would be preferable, but I think I decided to go with the martial art just because, like we talked about, it has that mental quality to it. I mean, marathon definitely does too, because you've got to just, like, stick at it until you're done, I guess. That's very true. It's less of a a learning. Yeah, that's actually fair. Running long distance is less about the physical nature than it is about just being too, like, stubborn to stop yeah exactly yeah yeah no that's that's very true you need a lot of discipline mm-hmm. but yeah so those are the bottom two and then i guess i'll go up to the top my top one the thing that i'd say that my life probably wouldn't feel like fulfilled or completed without would probably be a, like a good relationship with uh jess that'd be like um yeah if you heard like the the light bulbs energy kind of idea before no, I haven't. So the idea is basically if uh, you have so much energy, 
say like for ease of math, like a hundred amps or something, and you have four different areas of your life that you need to keep powered up. I think it's usually like health or your fitness, uh, work life, social life, and family. And you have to distribute the Uh amount of energy and like the amount of time that you're going to commit to each across them. If you commit more to one, you have to commit to another kind of thing. So if you spend a lot of time on your work, you can't really spend as much time looking at your after your health or something like that. Makes sense. Yeah. So if I think about that a lot, it's like, all right, I want to do a lot of things. Like my next two are very work or kind of business related. And even if I want to really put a lot of time or a lot of energy into that, I don't really want to sacrifice like my relationship, you know, that's like one thing that's like, no, can't, can't compromise that. So that was my top thing. And then Hmm. the second one was to be able to pursue my own business full time. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that is something that's really important Hmm. to me. Like work for, work for yourself and be very successful sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the idea. To not have to like work for someone else, but to be able to like call my own shots, you know, say I'm going to work at these times and to be able to make my own priorities, like say, this is something that's important and I want to work on this, you know, that kind Mm. of thing to have a little bit more control over my schedule. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And I think that would really fulfills the creatively fulfilled or engaged in life because doing stuff like this, it's yeah really, I don't know. It fulfilling or like it's something i like uh thinking about a lot you know that would be a good mm-hmm. one it's very creative extraordinarily creative i am an artist <laughs> creating my masterpiece right now this is my masterpiece masterpiece <laughs> man i'm a little tired i don't know what that was name that tarantino movie i just quoted this is my this just might be my masterpiece oh uh inglorious bastards yeah at the yeah end. i watched that a little while ago finally so good yeah it was a solid movie i'd never realized it i need to watch more of his stuff i don't think i have oh i need to watch the new one coming out once upon a time in hollywood oh yeah i think uh my mom watched that she said it was weird so i figure it's probably about part sounds right yeah yeah sounds like a tarantino movie yeah they're usually pretty weird that's what i said too so yeah that's that's my second one was Hmm. pursuing a business and then the third one is to is a actually a financial kind of one it's to save up a million dollars with no debts oh wow i mean that would that makes sense yeah because you save up a million dollars but you have two million dollars in debts then it's like well exactly (laughs) yeah so it's just just have that like net worth of basically a million dollars because partly because then at that point i think i can kind of relax quite a bit about finances like you're pretty good oh yeah you, you don't have to like do a job that you don't like at all anymore if you ever have to do that if you're living somewhat if you're living somewhat modestly yeah yeah exactly it's still a relatively modest lifestyle like if you follow the four percent rule which is that uh something that's really popular in like the financial independence retire early community where you say um Mm -hmm. assuming like a four percent growth and like taking out four percent a year if you have a million dollars you can take out like 40 grand a year and if you have no debts, that's it's a pretty solid amount of money. Yeah. So at that point, you yeah. can really focus on doing whatever you want. So I figure, like, if I get like that done, then most of the other things, especially on like the extended list, like traveling to a lot of the places, I can really focus on that. I'm trying to like really live, oh, better, more fulfilled life. Makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty that, cool. Those are my. That's my list. Those are my things. Those are pretty decent, I must say. Yeah. Yeah, I find it interesting how you. Called you said like the four parts are like work, health, social, and family. Yeah. yeah. I would probably I would in my head probably list social and family together. Mm. I, I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but because it's sort of like the same sort of activity, you know. Yeah, I guess so. To like in some ways, yeah, but it's also very. I, don't know, I find them very separate categories. Yeah. Like keeping up like uh, relationships with family doesn't require the same either amount or type of work necessarily as friendships. How so? I guess I was thinking more about like extended family, how you see them like once a year. But with closer family, you do want to see them pretty often, like with friends. 
Or yeah. you can just not. Well, because with extended yeah. family, like, it can be, like, awkward if you don't see them in a while. Yeah, I guess. It is very yeah. similar. Well, like, yeah. yeah. Like, some of my friends I, I don't see for, like, a little bit, especially because I, like, live in a different city. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, it's still pretty chill when they meet up. Hmm. Some of them even different country, but, like, they're still pretty chill when they meet up. But, yeah, it's an interesting point. I guess you could probably yeah. make the case, like, categorize them both as what like relationships or something oh, that makes sense yeah, yeah. the three-legged stool yeah oh man another three-legged stool yeah wow <laughs> it's a very good analogy for a lot of stuff it is yeah you usually need at least three things can confirm i need at least three things you need it life is at least three things complicated oxygen yep. water yep. which is part oxygen but ignore that and like sustenance yeah that's that's most of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can make the argument for like shelter, so that you don't yeah. die of the elements. You can't just be like in space. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Are you are you assigning or are we assigning work to think about for next week? Then I don't know. We actually have to decide on what the next one's going to be. Okay, everyone, for next week, you must breathe oxygen, drink water, and have sustenance. If you don't do it, we're gonna know. Because you're going to turn up in the obituary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Noted. You, you can't get that one past us. Yeah. Talk about my travels. Yeah, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was trying to remember what we said earlier that would be good to talk about. But yeah, that would be excellent to talk about. All right. So everyone, your homework is get to Bangkok on the uh, 17th of august and get to south korea on the 24th of august and find me <laughs> okay sounds good you, you don't know what i look like but find me <laughs> just listen for the voice the voice of a cooper